All right, here we go. Swapping us over. All right, let's do it. Oh, we're doing it. Are we're we here. doing it well? Wait, don't do it. I'm not ready. Stop. Uh, nobody's ready? Whoa. Oh, God. Who Turn it off. Forecast episode 147. Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast streamed on Thursdays and released on YouTube and podcast on Fridays. Totally violating Twitch's policy. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through there. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. We're going random order. Jake. Oh, my God. Hello. Hi. Random. Ch- Chad. I actually never thought about that. Actually, maybe I did think about the Yeah, you did. You've brought quality. it up. You've okay. totally brought it up. Caleb. That's me. Alex. Yeah, I think until just now, we had like the argument of, oh, we didn't know, but now they have recorded proof <laughs> that we did know. Perfect. Owen! Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. What you don't know, Alex, is this is just all a ploy for me to be able to move the podcast somehow to Wednesday night so that I can still publish it on Friday. It's gonna, it, It'll work. I believe. I believe but it. But you want this on Wednesday night? Oh, yeah, I want to swap right. it to Wednesday. Does that mean that family night needs to go to Thursday night? Well, the problem is we got too many we got too many schedules to change around, really. Because mm. uh, it's not We could do it. Yeah, let me check with all of the things that I do on Wednesday. Nope, feel good. Okay. Check with my Wednesday peeps. It's possible. I think Mom's Guild does something on Wednesday night, so she might be er, happy about that. Mom's <laughs> Look at that! (laughs) I love every bit of that sentence. (laughs) Isn't that that Eminem song, Mom's Guild? Wow, I think you're right. (laughs) Pretty sure. Uh, (laughs) Hey, have you guys ever like read a a white paper once for work, and then you get like a whole bunch of emails from the place you read a white paper on the side of, and it's like for other white papers that are associated with what you read about? I don't know what we're talking about. No. Yeah. Let me, let me just tell I don't you know this. that I've ever actually read a white paper. Oh, well, I don't even know what a white paper is. Let me, let me tell you about this, this white paper I read about. Well, I don't tell you about the one I read about, but I just got an email. <laughs> as I get regularly from this site, academia.edu, they just send me things. And they're like, hey, here's a suggestion of this new article you should read, this new white paper you should read called uh, Environmental Influence of Intercolony Agonism of Formosean Subterranean Termites. Hey, uh, just I love that one. before you dive into this, what's a white paper? It's like a, it's like paper. a published research document that okay. Okay. holds some you know, for, for, some for our listeners that don't yeah. know and me. Uh, <laughs> and me? <laughs> a privileged Perfect. paper. Yeah. Yeah. I, you should know I about white papers because you're like big into crypto, right? And you read the white paper for the coin that you're going to buy. <laughs> True that. Wait, who's into crypto? What? <laughs> you, Owen, obviously. No. You're a crypto bro. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I wonder if about him. burn <laughs> the crypto to the ground. Wait, you do you guys think there's... Real. Do you think there's NFT <laughs> white papers? Oh, there has to be. There's gotta be. Uh, Does there have to be? Yeah, why not? If, NFTs, crypto... 
kind of for the, the actual NFT itself, probably not. But whatever blockchain is backing it, there'll there'll be one. Oh, uh, I guess that's true because that blockchain is almost always like a crypt, like some crypto-based blockchain that's yeah. been adapted for the NFT. Mm. Weird, weird, weird stuff, guys. We live in a weird time. All right. Yes. Who actually knows what a blockchain is? What even is time? As I was once asked by a friend of mine. Wow. Yeah, this I don't know is... who would ask that. I don't either. Hey, uh, let's start off with a segment from Alex and I. Oh, that this wasn't is... the segment? That the whole white it? paper bit? No. That was no. just for free? That was just for free. You're getting extra content this week. Jesus, okay. Something uh... I find funny about the segment we're going into, it is titled WP, so it could oh. be white paper. Oh, <laughs> thematic. <laughs> The segment I just wanted to talk about, it's not really a segment as much as it is just like a, a brief interesting thing that happened. Uh, Alex and I were looking at metrics for the website the other day, just for fun. You know, yeah. we'd look at like the five visitors we have a year, and it like it was just neat to see where they come from. Good to have uh, you guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for yeah. Thank us. you. <laughs> yeah. We actually have quite a few visits. You'd be surprised. Um, importantly, though, I noticed one of the recent visits was from a website that listed our game of the year list on their site. Wow. Let, the, wait, the whole list or just our, no, first, our top one? They, they listed our top one. Importantly, uh, this game of the year list, uh, it's it sort of takes all of the game of the year lists they can find on the internet. I'm sure they're just freaking scraping for game of the year lists. Mm, yeah. There are 435 lists linked on this site, and we are one of them. Hey. Granted... Here's the important part. Oh, wait, Alex. You know what? You, you do part of this, Alex. Tell them the most what? important part about our list finding. It's, I mean, and you're talking about that we're the only ones that listed oh, yeah. Back for Blood yeah. as a game of the year. <laughs> Proof <laughs> Proof oh, yes. <laughs> only once. I mean, to be fair, there are plenty of other games on the list that only have one vote also. True. This is true. This is, is true. There, I, I actually looked. I couldn't find another one, but... Admittedly, uh, I only looked for like a minute. At, at the very top of the page, they have like the number totals the number for each votes, of the games. Yeah. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So, Back that. for Blood has one. I mean, Before Your Eyes, Black Book, I don't know what that is. Blue Reflection, oh, Second Light, don't know what that is. Death's Door has one. Mm. Surprising. Only one. Hitman uh, 3. Disco Elysium, Final Cut. Oh, nah, get out of here. But Forgotten City. Life is Strange, oh, Two Colors. Loop Hero. Valheim. Okay. Okay. Uh, Valheim. Just... Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. Brand, building That's brand right. recognition. That's right. Every are. year we just got it. We'll just give it to one of Owen. Hey, Wildermuth had one. I guarantee it's really the only place. <laughs> the Forgotten Listen. City had one. It's important to note that this says winners by media outlet. And guys, we have yeah, right? arrived. We have I, arrived. Really. I just well, want to say that I technically listed as a media outlet. Believe in us to actually be a media outlet. <laughs> Where like, is our PAX badges? Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, we could probably get PAX badges. There are people that I have seen get PAX badges that do less stuff than we do. So I, that's that's impressive. I, we really I don't think... do a lot. <laughs> they might, we maybe, got a lot of content, man. Maybe Yay. they have visitors, though. Maybe they have like mm. viewers. Maybe that's, yeah, that's the problem. True. That's true. That's true. I mean, we have five. We've talked about this. We have, we have five. I mean, we, have, we got we, seven right now live on Twitch. How <laughs> many of those are actively on this podcast? <laughs> My guess is six, but who knows? True. Uh, I, I will say, like, our website traffic is super low, but also I feel like there's not a ton of reason to go to the website. I mean. Which is probably why 
we do. That's the case. You don't want to watch my, my Doom yeah. 1 playthrough? I love your Doom what? videos, dude. It's really, the turnoff for the website is watching me play whatever that game was, that walking simulator that Alex Refunds? made fun of me for. No. Something, no. That other thing. Uh, something, everybody's something. gone to the rapture. Yeah. Everybody's like gone to the rapture. Ow. Yep. Mm. That was rough. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> that was good times. Yeah, good times. Anyway, let's move on to what you've been playing lately. Jake, we're going to start with you this week. We're going to start with me. Okay. We're going to start with you. Of, it's a throwback for me because these are all pre-Elden Ring. Uh, I figured mm. I should talk about something other than Elden Ring this week. Lame. <coughs> Lame. Sorry. <laughs> I frogged my throat. <laughs> no, that's... I mean, totally fair. But so I, I was on a zombie kick, apparently. Uh, so this was back when Dying Light 2 came out. You guys were talking about it, and I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to play that. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me go play the first one. And um, I hate the first one. Don't like it at all. <laughs> That's what I expected to happen. Perfect. Yeah, Caleb actually called it really good. Um, it took about 10 minutes before I started skipping all the dialogue. Uh, yep. I wrote down the exact line that made me decide it wasn't worth it. Uh, oh, two characters God. were fighting, and one of them was like, you're not my mom. And the girl was like, you're right. Our mom died five years ago in the raids, and I was like, "This is uh, unbearable." Uh, that can't sounds cringy. It was uh, really bad. Uh, so I started skipping the dialogue, and then it turned out I didn't like the parkour, and then it turned out I didn't like the combat. Uh, so you just that's didn't all like the, the, game. the game. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. when I stopped I mean, playing. Honestly, you could probably speedrun and get through that game in like forty-five minutes because there's only like eleven <laughs> hours of content or something total. No, get out of here. Actually, it's, what's the speedrun for that game? <laughs> it's probably pretty quick, I bet. I it's bet you us. can break that game pretty easy. But, yeah, so I switched off of that, and I switched over to Dead Rising 2, which is like a fun zombie game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of janky. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very stiff. You can get, like, grabbed, and a zombie can just, like, bite you out of nowhere. But uh, you can also, like, duct tape a sledgehammer to a fire axe and just smash a zombie's head in. Or get mm -hmm. some boxing gloves and set them on fire and just beat the shit out of a bunch of zombies. So that's just great. Uh, most importantly, you can put on a sun hat and a crop top and show up in all the cutscenes like that. Which just adds this whole surreal element to everything that happens. Man, you and hats, I swear. Uh. It's just like, <laughs> it is the end all be all. It's like, I do enjoy it. If, if a game developer is like, you know what, we should put in different hats. It doesn't matter how quality the game is. Top, it's like top tier, or at least pretty close to top tier. For <laughs> it you. is, it is really good, dude. Like literally, there's a hat that's so big. Your character, like they hold up binoculars, and it just clips like straight through this big mask, and it looks <laughs> terrible. But I love it so much. It's so funny. Ah, yeah. So that, that's like a good zombie game. And then the other zombie game that I've, I've been meaning to play this for so long, but it makes me a little bit motion sick, so it makes it hard. Resident Evil Four VR. It's part of why I ended up getting the freaking Quest 2, Oculus Quest 2. Mm. I had to remember did the you, name. Did you want to play that after uh, listening to Jacob Geller's comments on how freaking amazing that game is? That definitely helped, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because he does love that game. Uh -huh. but in, in his Specifically defense, the VR version? Yes. It was, on his, it was on his game of the year list for this it's year. True. Huh. But it's man, it is really, really cool. I know you guys have played more VR than me, so like maybe this isn't like the end all be all. But like, what really struck me about it is the way like your inventory works. So you don't just like pull up a menu and be like, "Oh, I want to use the shotgun," and then you like pick it up and then you're like holding it. It's like your shotgun is over your right shoulder, so you just pull your hand back right. and you pull it out, and it's like, "Oh, shotgun time!" And your pistol's on like your right hip, so you can just draw it from there. And every weapon has like a unique reload. 
so it's just that was yeah. really really cool to me at I'm, least. I don't I'm know. Surprised if I did the work for that stuff in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just yeah. a menu. Yeah. No. I mean, they. I think they did a really good job. It does make me pretty motion sick. I tried the free move where you just use like an analog stick to move around. Oh. I lasted like 15 minutes. Yeah, Man, which, that, that, I feel like that's motion sick, and I almost never get motion sick in VR. It's um, it's not that's great. Luckily, you it does have like the little teleport option, which is better. I do yeah. still get motion sick from it, but it takes longer than 15 minutes. Is that does that game have better graphics in the VR version, or is it just like straight like a GameCube it's, title in VR? I mean, it looks. It, I'd say it looks better. I mean, it's yeah. VR, so it's not. I don't know if it's like amazing. I like. I, said, I haven't played like Half Life Alex, so maybe that's mm-hmm. better. Even it's, even it's, stuff that doesn't look great in VR is, is still cool. Yeah, it's not. It's not modded Skyrim, Alex. If that's what you're asking. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it looks pretty. Just because good. of the perspective, like I, you can get away with much less good graphics in VR. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I no, heard. Um, other than pulling the guns, I, I heard like that the fact that like so many things in the environment are just naturally interactable make the game just like that much better than so the crazy. original Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's definitely a unique feel because you you like pick up the ammo and then you're like literally loading your guns, which is just I mean I know that sounds stupid, right? You reload in every <laughs> game, but the fact that you have to like you know eject the clip and like grab it from your other hip and put it in and then pull the like cock it, it's like oh my god. Listen, Ow. I know probably no one else will ever be able to participate in this because I think they're dead now, but oh, no. uh, the void that I went to, Aww. like the company is gone now. They don't oh. really exist oh. anymore. I thought and you were going to talk about some dead guys. No, the, yeah. the most, the like, most like surreal, weird VR experience I ever had was when, we were, when I was doing that, that uh, Star Wars one, and you look over and there's guns sitting on the table, and you reach down and it's a physical object that you pick up in your hand. And it's interactable in game, so I'm like, and then I'm just like shooting. It was insane. I mean, that is pretty cool. Mind-boggling. Man, did COVID kill the void? Yeah, pretty I'm much. Upset. I mean, that would be a tough that. sell. I, I mean, never, it was kind of a tough sell. I never sell ended before. up going. Yeah. Never ended up making it to one. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about Resident Evil 4 VR, they took out like the best line in the game. Oh. There's a part super early on where you walk into a building and there's a lady pinned to the wall with a pitchfork. And in the original Ooh. version, Leon walks up and goes, guess there's no sex discrimination here. And it's like, Leon, a woman is dead. <laughs> wow. Some facts. <laughs> wow. It's, and it makes me laugh line, huh? every time. Yeah, now he just goes, guess no one's safe here. Mm. And it's like, ah. Like, that line was bad, but it was, like, funny bad. That's, yeah, that's pretty funny. Hey, how, uh, how scary is it? It's, um, I mean, I yeah. This whole time, man. It is, I mean, I don't know about, like, scary scary, like, you're not, like, getting jump scared, and it's not, like, ooh, gloomy atmosphere, but, like, when you turn a corner and there's, like, three guys walking towards you, and you need to, like, remember where all of your ammo is and like load your gun really quick and then aim and shoot it's like it's that kind of scary it's very like exhilarating that i think okay i have you played resident evil 4 regular i haven't okay i wouldn't call it scary but i've been wrong about that when it (laughs) in regards to you before so i don't know yeah yeah you mm-hmm. have to remember the games that he can't play because they're too scary, and then weigh it against that scale. 
It could be too much for you. Bioshock 2. It is. It's less scary than Bioshock. Bioshock? 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 Three? I thought it was just the first one. <laughs> one? I don't think I even tried to play 2. I didn't hear great things about 2. It's, I mean, it's no one, I would say. Anyways, Resident Evil 4 VR, really good. If you have a yeah. quest, too, definitely, definitely try it. It's freaking great. You know that I, thing's called a meta quest, too, now? Not an Oculus quest? Is it? Uh, I don't they, they like, Yeah. They, like, change the names. I, I bought Drop the, the Oculus, Oculus branding quest entirely. <laughs> Every, everything's meta now. <laughs> uh, also, they also officially said what? they're not going to do PC VR anymore. Oh. They're not really? going to be non-standalone VR. So I mean, honestly, that's probably fine. As yeah, they're going to allow you to plug Valve, in. Valve will carry PC VR. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, no, with the Oculus 2, I just sync it with my PC and can stream from my PC to the yeah. VR headset. So, so I like, think they're they're still going to be like supporting that kind of stuff. Sure. I think, but they're not going to have like a PC focused headset again. Listen, their market now are the people who fly on airplanes and are playing on their Oculus Quest <laughs> while they're in their seat. Mm. I don't know as a human being how you can do that. Mm. Why not? But I have seen people do like moving their arms, looking around, like, and meanwhile you have a seat next to you, left and your right. Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, I would just lock my elbows next to me and and move my wrists and play like Beat Saber. I you just know? wouldn't do it. I would do literally anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. I guess probably I wouldn't do it to begin with. But. Maybe like a Switch or a Steam Deck. Or oh, a Steam yeah. Deck. Oh, my God. Wow. Was that a transition? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, cut that part out and put it when we talk about the Yeah, Steam I got deck. it. I, I'll cut it right in. And I, I just it'll say, look seamless on the video, too. Perfect. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally find it very interesting that Alex can't play scary video games but sign him up for the scariest movies out there like it just oh really it's, it's a group mind. thing Chad it's a group thing mm. I, I watch scary alone. movies by myself yeah it, okay then a, what is wrong with you it's because <laughs> it's because movies I don't have control right mm. oh, in my mind I'm just corridor. like observing the movie right and whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. It's just going to happen. It's going to keep on rolling no matter if I wanted to stop or whatever. If I'm in a video game and I hear a scary noise down the hallway and that's towards the objective, I'm like, why am I going to walk towards a scary noise? That sounds like a bad idea. So the and, then real I, and I get like locked up and I'm like, I don't want to go that way. Something bad's going to happen. The real it's going to be scary. Test, then the real test is you have to watch Black Mirror Bandersnatch and see if you can get through it. Mm. Is that scary? That, that's true. I mean, it is very suspenseful. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't think it's and, like and freaky, though, right? weird, and I mean, okay, sure. You're not. He's probably he's not hiding in a chest waiting yeah. on a monster to walk by, but still, it's the best like halfway thing I could come up with. I don't think they make a Goosebumps choose your own ending movie. I mean, maybe the real test is you get to a scary part in a movie, you pause it, you hand him the remote, mm. and it's like. You gotta you have play, to play or go home. <laughs> uh, you did transition to what I was playing, right? I tried to, but then you just like kept going on what Jake was talking about. Uh, yeah, so I, I Risk Rain 2 put out a expansion. It's like 8 bucks, I think. Pretty reasonable. Um, they added a few stages to the world. 
they've added enemies, one of which is like really annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I like it. It's like this little furry flying thing that has like a bouncy flying pattern. So he's like really easy to miss. And also he does like so much damage for some reason. I don't know why. And they usually come in packs of like six. And I'm like, get out of here. Um, but they also added um, all this weird like spatial distortion stuff like there's like bubbles on the map now that you can't go in without being hurt and you have to kill all the like weird purple infected monsters before that'll come down and um this is like a bunch of features they added new items uh i don't think it was in the expansion but they also redid how the end game works like instead of running down that really long level that's like mostly empty you now come out into a space and you have to complete like three checkpoints that unlock a launcher that launches you up to the final boss. Mm. So there's like stuff to do there. Um, They also added two classes. One's the Railgunner, which is basically like a sniper class. And you could just basically, you could play that like a, like a quick scoping, like Call of Duty person if you want. Cause like the whole thing is you quick scope in with your, your rifle and hit something in a marked crit spot that you can see through the scope and you do like crazy damage. Um, and the other guy I haven't unlocked yet. You have to beat like some crazy amount of stuff to, to unlock the other dude, but he looks super cool. He's got like a bunch of explodey stuff. Also, there's a hidden um, character in that game. I didn't know about until recently. Hmm. If you get four heresy items on you, which the heresy items are from the moon shop uh, and they replace like your abilities. So if you get all four, you turn into the heretic, which is like this like deformed bird dude. And he's got the heresy abilities and also negative health regeneration. Great. Health constantly goes down? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. You, you, awesome. have to, you just have to have That's enough healing items to counteract it. But he's they're also like they have like uh three jumps by default and like they move faster and have more health than other classes, so Kind of cool. That game's still pretty awesome. Um, I also played something called Nave this week. So, Nave is a old school Renaissance like RPG system. Uh, and I actually uh put together in Foundry a little one shot dungeon for my family, huh. and we ran that on Wednesday. That seems interesting. Yeah, so Nave is unique in that it doesn't have classes. You kind of build what your character can do based on what you're holding. And you have a certain number of item slots based on your constitution modifier. Um, so you, if you want to be like a spell wielder, you're, you're going to have to hold spell books. And like if you're going to be like a sword and board guy, you mm. want to put points in strength and get like a good weapon. And like different items will cost different number of slots. So like a really powerful hammer will cost like three item slots instead of one or something like that. Um, yeah. And we ran a dungeon called, uh, so Nave, Nave was written by a guy named Ben Milton. And he also made maze rats. If you ever heard of that. Um, but he wrote a one shot dungeon is a single page called The Alchemist Repose, and I bought that from him as well. And that's nice. what we're running. So the dungeon itself is actually pretty cool. It's got a, 
instead of just like typical like dungeon crawl kill the monsters get to the end sort of thing there's like problems to solve and uh like several unique ways to go about solving them um a little bit more thinky type stuff so that has been pretty cool so far we're like halfway through it we didn't make it all the way even though it's supposed to be a one shot but it took us a long time um and there's like there's some pretty big elements to how the dungeon works that have not been discovered yet but there was a secret door discovered there was a giant uh construct that was taken out uh secrets about how the entrance room work how how that works were discovered i don't and I don't want to give too much away about how the, the dungeon works because I feel like maybe I'll run it one day with our Monday night group, our Starfinder group. Uh, if we ever want to do something different or random. This is kind of like a testing ground for that. Um, nice. Yeah, that sounds also, cool. your learning curve for Foundry VTT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at Aaron's install of Foundry and he's got like 80 some modules installed or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got uh Dice Nice installed <laughs> in my Foundry. The most important one, the most the module that is installed on most versions of Foundry is Dice Nice. It's like and 80% I was like, of modules. Oh yeah, how did you get like installs? the the nice buttons so you can click to roll dice instead of typing? And it's like, oh, that's dice tray. So I added that too. So now I have two modules in my version <laughs> oh, of Foundry. Look wow. out. Is there Fancy a over there? There's not a nave system, right? You're just playing. There is a nave system. There is a nave oh, system. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Foundry is well supported. Um, so the nave system has. So nave is kind of cool because you can like spin up characters at the drop of a hat. Like most of all the character traits and stuff you get can be rolled for. And there's a bunch of roll tables in the compendiums in Foundry that you can just like click some buttons and, and basically generate a new character in a few minutes. Um, so basically like you just roll for, you, you pick a weapon, you get to pick what weapon you want and then you can roll for like dungeoneering gear and then like some other gear that you get. So like dad randomly got like a 10 foot pole and he's already used it to like, to like knock over a robot into some glue because, uh, Frank got some glue at random for some of his kit. Um, so they kind of comboed those two things together. Uh, yeah, there, there's like a bunch of random stuff you can get. And then also you can generate your character traits. So like what you look like, what your desires are, that kind of stuff. And uh, people have used that. And then also Caitlyn has come up with crazy. Caitlyn's playing like her first character was basically Kirby, but it was named Kerbo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Clever. And also Clever. Nave is pretty deadly. I killed Kerbo in the first room. Oh my first wow. room. Wow. <laughs> Uh, okay the, the big constructs rolled a crit to be fair mm-hmm. but uh kerbo got splatted and then burbo showed up burbo. so oh, burbo that's good that just it, was, but, um, yeah. it was like blue kirby <laughs> oh, okay. burbo, burbo is slimy burbo is pretty slimy yeah that was <laughs> that's cool yeah it's a lot of fun there was pretty, a pretty neat s- minimal system, system. In place where when somebody was had taken damage they could get healed by something in the room and uh it had healed me but not all the way and so uh, one of the actions that i took was to nick myself with my axe to where it, it could vis- visibly see that i'm injured and then the, 
and then the system took yeah. a place to roll another heal, and I got Chad, max healed. Chad cut himself so that he could get healed. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's cool. Uh, Caleb, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Yeah, other than the things we're going to talk about, I've only been playing Far Changing Tides, which uh, is a sequel to Far Alone Sales, if you've heard of that or played that. It's a very Limbo-like game, I'd say. Lots of uh, small little puzzles that aren't incredibly complicated. And a little, Just a little adventure. You're taking this ship from the left side of your screen to the right, right side, always. That's always what you're doing. And that's the whole game. It's a little journey to get there. It's, it was pretty fun. I played for like five hours, didn't beat it. It seems fun. Really it seems good. cool. It looked really cool. Yeah. Lone Sales is also really good. You should probably play that before playing Changing Tides. I guess you don't need to, but... So much of like a... Directly relate story? to each other. It's very... In the background. Mm. Like, a bunch of the things you do... You can see the... Like, history of the world in. And stuff. Mm. If that makes sense. Maybe. But it, it doesn't like... It's not <laughs> a particular... It's not like a particularly strong story. It's really just about your little guy's journey traveling through the world. All right. But a lot of fun. Nice. I'll probably go back and 100% it. I've got a few achievements I still need to get. Uh, well, the rest of us are going to pass uh, because <laughs> uh, we're about to talk about two games in our game section that multiple of us have been playing. And honestly, we should just start with the new one this week, uh, yeah, the one that uh, we haven't talked about yet, which is yeah. Tunic. Yeah. Uh, um, little Fox. Who wants to talk? Who, who, Owen, you want to start us into this since you actually had it on your I, list up top? Can I? Because and you, I have, you've beaten it, right? I've, I have beaten it. I am almost done beating it a second time around. So okay. technically speaking, that'll be my third finish. Uh, and then I'll have. Uh, I'm also planning on speedrunning it for Extra Life. Nice. Yeah, I I fucking love this game. It is, uh, like, for those that don't know, it is uh an isometric game where you play a little fox guy. It's very Zelda esque. Uh, and uh, there is so many hidden puzzles throughout the entire game. And they do such a good job of hiding things, but not um, making it like they're. They, I, I feel like I was confused only a couple of times, but they do a very good job of putting these puzzles into the game and having you start figuring things out. Um, and I think they just do a really good job of it. The uh, graphics of it are absolutely pretty and great to look at and was very, uh, uh, very beautiful game. It's also the sound design of it is awesome. The soundtrack's both, killer. Yeah, both yeah. the soundtrack is killer and also the design itself of like hearing all of the different things. Like it feels like such a good arcade game. You and feel it feels like Spider Man. <laughs> I feel like an arcade uh, Spider Man. Um, yeah, I like, I, th I think it's just, I just think it's a fantastic game. I, I honestly, from start to finish, I think it had a very beautiful concept, and it was a very beautiful execution of that concept. I understand why it took so, them so long to make it. Like, they did it right. Uh, and even, even some of the things that are in the game, they're still trying to figure out because they hid 
so many uh clues and like puzzles and things that there's now like this ARG outside of the game of just the levels of stuff that they put inside of tunic the um, secrets and puzzles kind of feel like what you get playing fez or full metal furies like imagine those kind of puzzles built into the world so they're really yeah. interesting they're at first really obtuse but once you get to learn more about the game you kind of start understanding where the puzzles are and what they how to solve them and stuff yeah and there's also I, like a brilliant uh, hint system in that you find pages of yes the manual of the game essentially like an old school like Nintendo manual mm-hmm. uh, and you can flip through that book at any time and there's little things about maybe a secret in the world that keys you on like how something will work that will be applied to other places in the world also and then there's little things like uh, just like handwritten notes in the margins in it stuff like that that you have to like really decipher and figure out what they were trying to like talk about with like this obscure drawing stuff like that yeah because all of the text in the book for the most part is in this runic language of theirs uh and which fun fact is actually able to be uh translated there is a way to eventually translate all of that uh but it is complicated and i looked at the reddit thread of people that figured out how to do it and i could not follow half of it because i did Mm -hmm. not get it um but yeah like it it does a very good job of just having these kind of cute little pictures and then trying to give you hints of like what that all is also all of the large pictures that are like basically your maps are also in there and so there's a lot of reasons for you to go through that booklet other than just try to get hints of how to figure things out because it also tells you where you are or where you're trying to go or yeah the maps in the book actually work like they show you where you're (laughs) at in the world which is pretty cool yeah it, it does a very good job and i think that booklet is it's such a neat mechanic of a game that not only are you trying to collect pages to fill out the booklet to unlock stuff later, but it's also very cool of how it gives you hints to get to things and get like the next page and to continue on your adventure and kind of point you along your path um, like without every blatantly page. telling you, go over there and stab that guy. Yeah. Every page has useful information on it. So every time you pick one up, you know you're getting something out of it. Unless yeah. you happen to discover something on accident that it's going to teach you about, which yeah. can happen. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that it teaches you about in the book to begin with is just accessible from the beginning. You just like don't know how to do it. Yep. Yep. And yeah. And it's I, like it's like simple mechanics, but it's like oh, like there was no tutorial to tell me to press that button at that thing. So mm-hmm. I either figured it out at random or I, f- I discovered this page of the book and then it told me there alex yeah. watched me start my second run through and i was using some of those mechanics and so he's just watching me just being like wait what are you doing how are you like <laughs> opening all these secret passages and stuff and i was like oh yeah because eventually it tells you how to do all of that which is why yeah. i wanted to play it again to see like how much that changes the game when you know where all of the shortcuts are and all of the uh all of the secret passages and how to get all of the secret stuff it's um, crazy like i didn't know you could upgrade your character for the longest time <laughs> i did not know even with the pages of upgrades <laughs> and so, like it was like hey this upgrade is a ring and this upgrade is uh you know like for your sword and i'm like okay but how do i 
do that. <laughs> yeah. And I did not know for so long the idea of just being like, no, you got to just click the thing and then it's there and then you can just start using all of the equipment and you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Also, the, uh... game, the game is like beautiful and modern looking. And then if you go into like the the rulebook screen, it like pulls out and behind the rulebook, the, the game is there still, but it's like it's on a CRT almost like pixelated scan lines, all that kind of stuff. Oh, Alex, cool. there's there are so many secrets for you <laughs> that you're going to enjoy. And I just need you to get to those points. I'm getting we... pretty far into the game at this point. We've barely talked about combat, but combat yep. is really enjoyable in the game. It's it's a uh, you know your Soulsy style combat, a little slow and methodical. You got to dodge roll. The game block, act, gotta, carry. It, it, even it actually dodging. takes like a bunch of stuff from Souls titles. It's yeah, it's you get your flasks. I'd call it like Souls Light almost. <laughs> yeah, I think my only complaint with the combat is there are many times that I'll like press. Like uh, sword swing, and then I want to use my magic dagger, and then sword swing a bunch because I'm assuming that the magic dagger is going to freeze the enemy in front of me, and then I'm going to hit him a bunch. Mm-hmm. However, it sometimes delays it, and so it goes sword swing, dot dot dot. Okay, magic dagger, but now your thing in front of you isn't frozen. And now that thi- like now your enemy is on the other side of the map, and I'm just swinging into the midair, like not doing anything or using another magic dagger where there's nobody there, and I'm just like, oh, this kind it's, of it's got sucks. like the the animation priority and like uh, yeah that kind of stuff from Souls games where you have to like be sh- deliberate about what you're pressing, mm-hmm. um, make sure you're out of the animation before you're trying to do something else. Yeah, like there are many times that I would just be like, okay, I only want to press the sword swing once, but like it's just like, okay, so you hit it three times, and I was like, no, 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 I only did this once. Uh, it's got what what other stuff does it have from Soul? So it has Estus flasks, it has stamina bar. Stamina bar is not linked to attacking, actually. Mm-hmm. Just attacking just uh, stops you from dodging and blocking. Yeah, it cost any. Yeah, dodging and blocking will use your stamina meter. If your stamina meter hits zero, you take 150% damage until you get your stamina back. Which Mm -hmm. is real rough when you're like, okay, I've blocked, I've blocked, I've blocked. Now I don't have any blocks, and when they punch me in the face, it's going to take out all of my health. I think the biggest influence from the Souls games is actually the level design. Like, the the level design is super, super good, and it follows, like, the Souls formula of having these winding like uh, maze-like structures that eventually will open out into a shortcut back to a bonfire or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it works really well. Yeah, it's like, really solid. You guys should all play it. It'll probably be on my game of the year list. I mean, it will be on my game. I remember when we played it, we played the I, demo at PAX one year, and it was, like, super cool. Like, the graphics look great. The soundtrack, even then, I thought was was good. So I'm sure yeah. it's what they've done since. Because it's been years, I think, since we yeah, played it. So it's been years for it, it, yeah. It, yeah, it, it has more. been. in, But it, you understand why. It's so nicely polished, and mm-hmm. they really thought out a lot I, of the, the hidden things. Like, the, the things that I got stuck on, and I eventually was just like, Oh, I've got to look this up. 
and just the answers to it, I was like, I would have never gotten this in a million years unless I was talking to somebody who knew where I was and like had any ideas of how to solve some of these things because it it's was like, just so brilliant. It's super polished and got tons of, of secrets and stuff to find like that. Also, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, it's a solo developer. It's one dude. I was it's just one looking guy. at that. Yeah. Crazy. I those kind of games are always so cool. Like yeah. so was um that freaking card game. Inscription. Inscription. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously other people are involved, but it's basically just one guy. I mean, look at look at Undertale. Yeah, Undertale's another great example. Yeah. Doki Doki, again, there's some other people did the art, but basically just Dan Salvato. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, it, it, it is a very beautiful story and a very beautiful, like, it, just from one end to the other, you understand that this person poured everything they had into it, and it's just like, it shows. It really shows, and I really hope that they're at PAX this year, because I want to shake this person's hand and get them to sign so much shit. Got a really good parry too. I don't know. I just want to mention that. <laughs> Who's Perry? <laughs> See, it's... oh, I didn't know he was in. It. I didn't realize yes. this was a Phineas and Ferb spinoff. Game. It's funny <laughs> yeah. that you say that because I've never parried in that game. Oh, it's so good. good. I just dodge. It's definitely safer to just dodge or to block, but when you get the parry off, mm. yeah, just... they stole something else from Dark Souls. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. you can Souls? do this one. This one's possible. This no, parry no. is doable, is the thing. <laughs> that that actually helps us transition into another game where parrying is mm. incredible. And that is the second game that tons of us here. have been playing, which is Destiny to the Witch... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> El- same joke twice that. in a row. Let's go! <laughs> uh, I have a deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> Elden Ring. We've been playing Elden that? Elden Ring. Ooh. Yeah, I've played a little bit. Has anyone finished this bad boy yet? Caleb, you got to be close, right? I like four on bosses the earth? left. Wait, you had oh, four bosses left earth. like three days ago. Yeah, I do have I to know. say it's because you can't beat that one boss, huh? Yeah, there is a guy uh, that has beaten it a hundred times so far. One hundred times speedrunning. Yes, I mean, he had to be speedrunning. Speed yeah, he's yeah. speedrunning. But it's oh, the dying light speedrun is an hour and a half. I never had a chance to slot that in somewhere. <laughs> mm. No, that was really natural, though. Yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, that game like just hundreds of run. hours long? Like, I just, yeah, but I you can't... can just go straight to the last boss, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you can shortcut everything. I, man, Jake said something the other day, just in passing. We were talking about how this is going to make everybody's game of the year list, and he's like, uh, "Hot yeah. take." Yeah, Maybe I did one of the say best games ever I made. Think, best game. I think it's the best. It might be the best game of all time. I think it's definitely up there. Wow, man! Isn't I, is it your was just, favorite game of all it is, time? So I don't think it's my personal favorite. I haven't finished it yet, though, so maybe that'll sure. change. But I isn't think Undertale just, your favorite game right now? Undertale is, in fact, my favorite game okay. of all time right now. Um, when you when you first said that, I thought, Ah, come on! I mean, it's really good. <laughs> now I'm 65 <laughs> hours in, and I'm like, Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, yeah, like. Because I actually think I'm also around 60 hours. Let me check. 66 hours. And yeah, yeah. every time I'm like, okay, I've played a lot of this. I've probably seen like all the cool stuff. And now I just got to like go through. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here's like. You're always wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's always like, oh my God. There's like, this is a like a flying city with like a tornado in the middle. What the <laughs> fuck is that? That's crazy. Here's like a lava castle. What's that? I've never seen that before. That's awesome. Oh, uh, there's always, always just something 
amazing. And no area feels like, oh, this is just like a copy paste of like, oh, this is like the third castle I've been to. I get it, right? There's going to be a knight. I'll beat him up. I'll go and there'll be like a copy paste boss from somewhere else. Almost every boss is unique and they're all so much fun to fight. Areas are so cool. They have a few bosses they like to copy and paste around a bit. But usually they give them some slight new mechanics and stuff. Which I think is actually good. I think they... uh, Because they they, they change that boss's ability or they just add another one of the same boss or a similar boss. Sure. It's two now. Right. (laughs) Like... While that's, I mean, I feel like that can be just kind of cheesing when you, or like, like cheating for them when they're like, I don't know what to put here. Let's just shove two bosses in. In this game, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the next iteration of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. went from a less complicated part of the map to a more complicated part of the map. Granted, there are a whole bunch of new enemies, but they're also like, oh, and by the way, two tree sentinels. Buckle up. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I mean, there's something. Well, most sorry. games, like if you play through, uh, boss-driven game, you, you'd see the same boss, like, four different times, and just be like, come on, developers, like, what are you doing? Like, you just, you couldn't think of something else, this is what you're throwing at me again? You play this one, and you're like, okay, I can give them a break. They, there's so <laughs> much content in this game, so many bosses in this game, so that it makes content. sense that they may put, like, quote-unquote, a filler here or there, like, but it's not really a filler, because Aaron, what Aaron said, the, the movesets are changed, or, you know, it's it's different it feels fresh even though it's the same boss that you're looking at it just has different concepts to it i don't honestly know how they achieved putting so much stuff in this game like i don't either i don't know why they thought that they should (laughs) put so much stuff in this game like at what point were they like looking at how much was in the game and they're like nah that's not enough that's not enough stuff yet we should put like a whole another area over here and over there this isn't quite worth sixty dollars yet like yeah it feels but like especially when they were looking it, they were like, at you walked 30 seconds in a straight line didn't find anything we need to put yeah. something there As, yeah. i mean especially looking at their other games though like mm-hmm. there is a expected like amount of content value to a fromsoft game mm-hmm. and it's just completely bl- blown out of the water by elden ring in comparison and i yeah. don't understand why they would like I think they're setting themselves up for failure in the future by making this game too good. <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe, yeah. Because like, this, I mean, there's, there's this can just be the end. They can hang yeah. the hat up after this. It's so this yeah. is the next Skyrim. Yeah, I, I, come on! I'd I, like Bloodborne too, please. Man, I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just fought um, the Dragonkin soldier of Noxtella. Mm. Uh, this game is ridiculous. I don't know how. Chad, you're a spot on. Like, why? How, how is there so much content in this game? How? They, yeah, like, uh... everything is new. Everything is weirdly unique. Blown away by this game. I'm 142 hours in. I still got at least one full area left. Need I, mean, I remind a lot you? Of stuff in this... need, need I get and remind you guys that I quit playing Sekiro after fighting literally the first enemy because I didn't know how to play the game. I didn't know how to equip weapons in Bloodborne, and yeah, it frustrated it like me, so I kind of stopped playing the game. I cannot put this down. I just am constantly thinking about, oh, I can go do this now. This oh, like yes. say say they want to do Bloodborne two next, right? Mm-hmm. Could they make like a thirty hour, like closed off Bloodborne game, and people be okay with that? Hundred percent. I mean, I would be. I- 
Yeah, I would be as well, but I see what you're saying. I think the Souls genre is in its own kind of category where people will just be good with whatever we get given because it's yeah. a polished game half just the time. More content. There's yeah, it's more content. It's just it's basically just Elden Ring extended because or Dark Souls extended. It's always just the extension of what you're playing because it's in the universe. It's yeah. boss mechanics that are really really clean. Uh, stat upgrading that's really clean. It's just the whole the the Souls uh, born genre is just very clean. It's just clean. Like that's the, it. The art direction. Like I was talking to Caleb the other day. I was on uh, the Nexus site for Elden Ring mods. Just looking at like stuff that was there because I saw somebody um, posted a, a screen space uh, ray tracing mod for it. You don't need to make excuses. You're looking for that nudie mod. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I want to see my hideous Elden Man naked. Um, but oh, oh, daddy! I was looking at like all the top mods are like uh, reshade packs essentially. Like, there's not a ton of like actual mods. And they're all like, yeah, it adds like true HDR colors, like enhances the looks of the game, like Elden Ring 2.0. And you go look at like any of them and I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't look better than the base game. Yeah. Like it changes the way the colors look and it just looks wrong. And like, I think the art direction in the base game is so good and get, it delivers such a unique and like precise aesthetic that altering that just does, it looks bad. Yeah. No, it's it's just like Dark Souls. I guess Dark Souls three looked really good, and Bloodborne also looks really good. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. not it's not a game that springs to mind when you think of or from software right, games. Yeah. I guess I should say. I wouldn't say like are great looking games. When you try Those to think of like really, the best looking it, games of all time, you wouldn't exactly. probably think of a Dark Souls game. Man, mm -hmm. this game is this, it's stunning. It is stunning. Stop on the left side. Just, I don't even think it's like yeah. technically impressive. It's yes. just like. It, the the, good. Yeah, the art. It it all comes together to create such a compelling package. Every area has such a unique feel that like you go somewhere else and you're like, whoa. Like this is it's so different and it looks so good. You know, you're yeah. never gonna be like, oh, what area what area is this? You're like, oh, there's like a river of blood and a giant undead zombie <laughs> dog. I know where that is, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, there's even a mechanic in the game where you get these little paintings, and you you can look at them and know immediately what where it's where it's at, at where it's mm -hmm. what it was painted sure. for. Uh, I will say for anybody who's playing this game and you're at the point where it's like, all right, time to go towards Capital City. The best way is to just take the alternate path, mm. oh, because yeah, going to Kalid and getting the second half of that medallion. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> The amount of time I spent at Fort Hot Height, however you say it, yeah, uh, way too much time. I lost one hundred and forty-five thousand runes. So many. Yep. I mean, it wasn't all at once. It was like I lost like forty-five, then I lost seventy. Then I mean, it's just yeah, it's a lot. But now I'm there. Made it. Just don't go to Caleb. Don't go to Caleb. No, don't go to Caleb. Really hard. <laughs> later, later <laughs> in the game. Sucks. <laughs> later. In it's the like game. right there too. So you're like, it's oh, yeah. that's the next location, and then it's like, I, no, no, it is it, not. It, it I mean, like I initially thought location. it was it was the second location that you're supposed to yeah. go to, and I yeah. was and, out of there pretty quick. You immediately <laughs> realize it's not. <laughs> yeah, go do all yeah. of Lyrnia first. You you yeah. see like a big bird, and you're like, ooh, this could be a fun fight. 
No, it is not. That bird's no. gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> instantly. Is Those that the birds. one that just shoots a big laser? Because no, I'm just talking like... about the regular birds. Oh, the regular the birds. Crows. Okay. It's like a yeah, a crow yeah, or raven, raven or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It was like Good a luck. big bird man. I I decided I was gonna try to fight at one point, and he leapt across like a hundred feet away from me and shot a giant oh. laser at me that instantly killed me. I think I think the point here is if you have not played Elden Ring, go freaking play it. It is beautiful. It is fun. It is complicated in all the right ways. It's, most importantly, it's, it's accessible. It is mm-hmm. because that's my biggest issue with other FromSoft games. Mm-hmm. Is becoming too frustrating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. You can easily get frustrated in this game oh, just sure. banging your sure. head against yeah. a boss, but. I think what what helps so much with that is the whole open world design because you get stuck on a boss and it's like you know what Fuck that bird I'm gonna <laughs> go left for the next ten hours yeah, yeah. and I'll you know I'll game like like literally there was one boss I did got stuck left I think I came back fully fifty levels later and beat <laughs> yeah. him in like four hits yeah. I was like yeah. wow I did like zero damage to this guy and now I'm <laughs> chunking him for a quarter of his health yeah wild it's fun it's it's Awesome game. Go check it really, out. Really, really good. Owen, uh, thoughts on Elden Ring? Yeah, Owen? Should play it. I don't think I Probably will should. because I oh, my. don't enjoy games like that. Bro, oh, I, Tunic I, is basically a Souls-like, and you love it. I Yeah, but I think that there's something <laughs> about the play style. There's something about Tunic that makes me get through it as a Souls-like, whereas like actual souls like games i'm just like that just feels sweaty to me and i don't want to do that oh and i don't play <laughs> souls like games I, I i suck at parrying i don't play any of the others i love this game you should just try it just just mm-hmm. just try it i you think have, first of all, somebody steam exists <laughs> you can download and play it for two hours yeah which is like you know like you go fight three enemies you could download and play for like yeah. I'm joking. Uh, you can actually I, I think a lot of I'm going to be content with watching Jake's run through of the game. Oh. That has been fine enough for me of being like, okay, I can see what all of the things are. You know, the 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 finger butthole, but <laughs> not have to put myself through all of that torment. Man, you don't play it by the end of the year. We're it's... kicking you off the podcast. Okay, <laughs> well, this has been fun, guys. Thank you so much for having oh. me. Uh, you, don't even, you don't even have to purchase it. Just one of us give family yeah. share access. Family share. That's true. It's it's like it's not even about the 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 sweatiness of the game. It's the the story is incredible. The visuals are incredible. The soundtrack is actually really good. Well, but it's I just it just sits in the background. Sometimes I just leave it on the main menu for a bit. Yeah, because that, that opening theme is like super good. I think objectively, Elden Ring is the easiest of the Souls series. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's probably uh, true. Alex has hit, hit, hit the head of the nail and it's accessible. But it can what still is... be like super hard if you want it to be. Oh, yeah. Mm. You just Wait. speed run to the last boss. Boom. Hard. What, <laughs> is, what is the Dark Souls of Dark Souls games then? Demon Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls. <laughs> Demon Souls. That makes sense. It's the Dark Souls of Souls games. <laughs> right. Just checking. Just checking. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> let's move on and talk about some things in News World. Number one, most important, somebody else has received a Steam Deck. I got my Steam Deck. What? Let's go. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You got uh, second it's... tier, right? Tier second two? Tier. Like the middle tier of the 
the grouping, the one with like the upgraded uh, storage oh, capacity. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I got <clears throat> I got the middle of the road one. It does not have the special anti glare glass, but it does have an SSD. Nice. Uh, but it's I mean I've been really impressed by it. It so far it's run everything I've thrown at it. Uh, I installed the Epic Game Store on that. Ran Hades <laughs> nice. through that. Works great. Uh, not Excellent. me, obviously. Someone else did this. Uh, you know, my friend John, he installed a bunch of emulators. I don't know if you guys heard of these things. Wow. But uh, they let you pretend the system is like a PS2 or like a GameCube. And that apparently, according to him, works like really, really good. And it was really easy. I wouldn't I know, obviously. John is too particularly good about that kind of thing. Um, PS2 and GameCube uh, level stuff works good? Yeah. PS2, oh, GameCube. Wow. I've heard, not even John, this was through other yeah. outlets. I've heard <laughs> PS3 stuff works good. I don't know what? about that. Man, know imagine, that. imagine having a handheld that can play GameCube games. Like, it's only there was something that could do that. If only somebody oh, made gosh. some software to do that, and then, or, you know, some hardware to do that, and then they, they didn't. And then they just lied to all of their Nintendo fans. Mm -hmm. I don't know who would do that. No one know. <laughs> no one. Miyazaki. Freaking Reggie Fizeme. It's definitely not Reggie's fault. He's busy. <laughs> he, Reggie is busy bad mouthing GameStop to no end, and it's fantastic. Oh. Is he bad mouthing um, GameStop now? Wasn't he working oh, for them? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah no, he, he was working for them, but he left, and they at, like somebody in an interview asked why he left, and he said, "Well, I asked them to have a plan, and they didn't have one." And then I was like, "You guys are bad at your jobs," and left. Yeah, wow. literally, he was like, he wanted a plan for like how they were going to like turn the puppet around. They were like, "Oh, well, we don't want to like articulate a plan because what if someone steals it?" And it's like, "Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> yeah. Uh... He he was like, this is stupid. Nice. Uh, last thing I want to say about the Steam Deck, because uh, I, I was trying to like run it through its paces. So I did play it the other day. I ran Devil May Cry 5 on high, 60 frames per second. Hmm. Ran great. No issues, really. Uh, after about an hour, it did drain about 40% of the battery. Oof. Yeah, if you're on 60 frames, battery drains pretty fast, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was it on high. Uh, you could probably save a lot if you crank that down to medium mm -hmm. uh, or even low, because I think for Devil May Cry 5, it's one where 60 frames per second is pretty necessary. Mm. Uh, but I mean, even with that, right, uh, I would call that a pretty high end game run pretty high. Yeah. You get two yeah. hours of that. Yeah, it's pretty good for I a handheld at least. It'd be a good idea. So the Steam Deck's like pretty big. You're not. It is pretty big. You're like you have a you probably have a bag to take that thing around. You're not going to like just carry it's, it around. It ain't going in your pocket. I'll tell you. That yeah. Right now. So I think it'd be a good idea to have like some sort of like real big battery bank in the bag also. Yeah. And just use that. Honestly. I mean, yeah, probably so. Most of the time you're so honestly, I, this is for me at least. I'm always next to an outlet. Yeah. If yeah. you're like stationary, if you're in like a, a Airbnb or like at the airport or, you know, some somewhere on with a, a plane. There are outlets outlet. in almost every seat that I ever fly in. Anyway. Really? Are there? Oh, yeah. Usually? Okay. Every seat. Well, if you're in basic economy, you don't get outlets. But... Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the peasants don't get that. <laughs> the peasants, yeah, it's people in the back. So Trouble. there's usually an outlet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Plus, car chargers will work, too, probably. It's USB-C, yeah. right? 
Well, anymore, so. a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. electric cars or even newer cars, they have 120 volt AC outlets. You just plug right wow. into it. It's great, wow. accessible. Carry that thing anywhere. Good times. I'm glad you got it. I'm a little annoyed. I'm too. Mine is. Uh, I think I'm in July to September at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll get it someday. Uh, me too. I also wanted to mention. Um, I was looking recently at eBay listings for Steam decks. Oh god! <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh boy! Reasonable. Uh, uh, you know, some people have have gotten good deals. Actually, I have seen multiple deals on the five twelve for like seven hundred, which is only fifty above MSRP. That's crazy. That's that's really not bad. However, I've also seen multiple people who have bought a five twelve for eighteen hundred or two thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Um. Jeez! Wow. Y'all, it's not that good. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, it's good at the price point it is. I mean, it ain't yeah. that good. You can't mine Bitcoin with it. So it shouldn't yeah. have, like, that high of a price jump mm-hmm. on eBay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I that's know about. Part of what makes the Steam Deck really appealing is its price point, because there are other devices that are similar, but they're all... Mm-hmm. Actually, weirdly similar to the prices you were talking about, like above a thousand dollars, in excess of a thousand dollars for that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I take it back. I am wrong. As a matter of fact, you can mine bitcoins on a Steam Deck. <laughs> oh. I don't know why you would. I don't either. I but... mean, it's it's an open platform. You probably do whatever you want with it. You can install Windows on it if you want. You can. Yeah, it's yeah. literally there's just a desktop mode where you just have a desktop. That's Excellent. how a lot of those things John did. I'm gonna use a John, 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 not me, not me, John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna John. use a Steam Deck for work. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna work to expense on one for me. Be like, honestly, yeah. this is the that's best smart. piece of software oh, that's a I could, good idea. piece of hardware I could have. <laughs> I wonder Just stick if it I on a dog. Uh, yeah, keyboard yeah. Plug in a keyboard yeah. mouse. Start working away. I'm like one of the only Steam Deck users with Word InDesign <laughs> installed. <laughs> Amazing. Like, man, this guy's using it for the right reasons. This is why we developed this thing. <laughs> uh, a couple other things in news here. I wanted to bring up uh, Lego Star Wars, which has been in development since their original announcement in 2019. But recently, the internet's been a little bit on fire because apparently when this game releases on April 5th, it you will be able to play all nine mainline Star Wars films plus downloadable content for Rogue One, Solo, both seasons of The Mandalorian, and The Bad Batch, which means uh, wow. there are 300 playable wow. characters and 20 unlockable planets. Oh, my so Jesus. Like, Jesus. I'm going like to like $300. I have questions. I have yeah. questions about this. <laughs> yeah. Because is this... I thought when I saw that they were doing this, because they've been doing Lego Star Wars X Star Wars movie yeah. for forever. And I thought this was just like a compilation of like all of those smashed together. Am mm. I incorrect in this opinion? I think, I think you're right. Okay. Plus they added a bunch of stuff. Yeah, plus the next And they added a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like the idea of being able to play some of the Bad Batch characters in any of that does seem kind of interesting to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm low-key now interested in this game. It seems like an unreasonable amount of content. Granted, we just <laughs> talked about Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Ago, so yeah, they might be tied for content. Honestly, <laughs> that's a lot of playable characters and a lot of places to go. But I mean, people many... love Lego games. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing how much people play these games. How many people can play a Lego Star Wars at the same time? 
Well, if you're wondering At if it's like two, if Farming Simulator 2022, it's not, <laughs> Alex, okay? There's 300 playable <laughs> characters. Surely we can play like 16 people at least. <laughs> it's like it's 16 slight. tangos. <laughs> Don't you like share a screen in those games? I have not yes. played a Lego Star Wars game in so long. You okay, in fact yeah. do. Can you imagine hectic. 16? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Let's get a really large projector. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it seems cool. I just thought that was really interesting because that is uh, that's a lot of effort to get all of that into one game. Yeah, it does. But yeah. you know, it has a lot, a lot of effort put into getting a lot into it from all <laughs> different did, IPs. I believe it's two players. Yeah, Fortnite. Chad. What is it? Fortnite. What is it, Chad? Oh, it's Fortnite. What a, oh my what a god, segment. we did what a it. Transition. Yeah, I mean, there's what Marvel. There's you know, that's all I can really think of. Um, <laughs> all the matters. Yeah, he's his own cinematic Which universe. In, Ariana Grande is it be in, in Marvel. He brought up at, Fortnite at and uh, Owen walked away. Not yet, I don't think. Not yet. What is he? Black Adam? Yeah, Black mm-hmm. Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming to Marvel. It's coming. So it's, yeah, wait, soon, soon. isn't Black Adam DC? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I think Black Adam. Oh, you DC. know what it is? He's gonna be in DC. Never mind. Whoops. I'm completely wrong. Aaron, cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but I was right about something. I mean, that movie's going to be no, bad. This never happens. Wait, Marvel has Adam, but DC has Black Adam? Yikes. Yeah. That's a lot of yikes right there. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, so Fortnite uh, had an update recently. Um, we switched seasons. So we are yep. now on Chapter 3, Season 2. Uh, which seasons I think, and chapters. I, I think that if you uh, boil that down to a single number, I think we're on like Chapter... Or not chapter, uh, season 21 or 22, somewhere, in, somewhere around there. Wow. Um, we had 10 seasons in the first chapter, 8 seasons in the second, and then we're on number 2 on the third. So do the math there, and you'll get to yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Uh, they came out with a cinematic. So basically what, what ended up happening last time is that um, we got away from the, the bad guys, the IOs is what they were calling them, uh, by flipping the entire island. And so we got, quote unquote, back to our world. Uh, and so if you guys remember that, that's that's the thing that happened. Well, guess what? There was a bunch of rumbling and earthquakes, and they drilled their way through the island, and they are of now course. on our side of the island. <laughs> and one of the things that they did is while this whole war, like it's a battle between two sides, while the IO and the and whatever the other team is called, I honestly don't pay attention to the lore too much, uh, they were coming together. Um, Sloan, which is the like one of the leaders of the IO, clicks a button, and all of the builds go away. So... It erased the technology to build anything. So we are in the mode of Fortnite, all battle, no building currently. Crazy. Um, so I, I have a few things to say about this. Um, uh-huh. yeah, because I have take. been playing this game for the past, like, it's what? Games, game has had building in it since 2017. And uh, so I, I pretty much had started playing it that year. Um, so yeah, so like what five years now? It's been pretty much the same game. You build, you shoot, etc. Um, and then they come out with this, which arguably is kind of a bad change in my opinion. But it is only for nine days, um, because we're like as the good guys trying to get the builds back or whatever. So after these nine days, there will be the building mode back. Um, rumored that there is going to be a no build mode permanently added to the game. Mm-hmm. Um. Which that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. If it yeah. if it was it's his smart. permanent o- own mode, cool. If it takes over as the primary mode, that's where I think the the change is kind of questionable because you're kind of just saying f you guys to the people who have stuck around. Kind of like 
if you took Overwatch and removed all abilities because it was the abilities made too much of a skill ceiling, and now it's just shooting. Everybody would be like scratching their heads, like, "Why is this happening?" Like, you made this game, anyways. Um, it's also like the number one differentiating factor for Fortnite sure. from yeah. every other battle royale. Right. 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 So, I want to hear Alex's thoughts on the no building mode because he I played, played two matches, two with me. rounds of wow. Fortnite. You're a regular wow. Fortniter. I'm a big Fortniter. That's what I always said. Um, feels a lot like uh, a lot of other battle royales now. I think, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It was, I would say, moderately enjoyable. Wow, high praise. Which is not. I would have not said that before. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, the slide feels really good that they added. Like you've got a really fast, like strong slide that you can use. You can just <laughs> you can just hurl yourself down hills. It's mm. it's pretty sick. So um, is, it, is it the lack of building that is changing your mind, or is it just yeah? Because then it's just like I don't have to worry about all that crap. Like okay. the building stuff is just so it's too much. I think, in my opinion, uh, as somebody that hasn't spent a ton of time to get used to that system. Sure. Built little uh, macros for it. Like getting into a gunfight with somebody and then instantaneously spawning twenty walls around themselves and then being like thirty feet in the air above me because they know all the buttons to hit real fast. I'm like, I don't know about that. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'll put like my wood wall in front of me and be like, "Can't shoot me now. What's up?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty fun. I mean, you ran around the map, you looted. It's got some like cool um unique mechanics like uh jump pads and like cannons to shoot yourself out of and uh hmm. Just basically think of any game and Fortnite has implemented something from that game. Like the cannons, like, Sea of Thieves, jump pads, I mean I didn't even think of Sea of Thieves. It has the Sea of Thieves cannons essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a grenade that you can throw at the ground that does like an explosion that will push you, but not damage you. So you can like use it to like bounce yourself across the map. Um, so a bunch of like cool movement stuff like that. Uh, and then like the shooting doesn't feel terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Doesn't feel terrible. And but like, actually... like Chad will complain about that there's bloom in the game. So like there is a random element to your shooting. Where even if you're aiming at somebody, the bullet might not hit them, just on like a random number yeah, generator. You take, you take like Call of Duty for instance in Warzone, and you're like, you aim at somebody with your red dot, and you pull trigger, and like it'll hit, and then you keep pulling trigger, and you just have to kind of finesse the recoil, and and that's about it. And uh, Fortnite, the crosshairs start getting bigger and bigger, and basically your bullets are just gonna be like painting the guy, guy's outline, but like not actually hitting him, even though you're like, yep. I'm aiming at this guy. Right. Um, which I mean, when they added the MK last season, they kind of changed that because it was it was literally just you pull down recoil and that was it. Um, I will say, as as somebody that knows nothing about like the lore of Fortnite, you you launch it now and you get the new cutscene for like the new part that Chad was talking about, and there's there's just an army that drills out of the ground in the middle of nowhere, and then they've got like a bunch of tanks, and it's very funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, funny. Like. And then the good guys, quote unquote, I think uh, their way to respond to literal actual armored tanks coming at them is to drive buses that have like shovels on the front of the bus at them 
And I'm like, this is a very bad idea. <laughs> I don't see why you think the quote unquote battle bus is going to like, it's a bus. It's not like an armored war vehicle as much as you want it to be. Like, it's, it's very funny. I don't know. Seems cool. So yeah, I, I was actually playing with Alex and I had thought of this while we were playing, but it, it seemed like there is way too many items in the game. Like me as somebody who's played it and, and I know every item and as the changes come, like I kind of am adapted to the items, uh, watching somebody try to pick loot off the floor who oh, doesn't yeah. know what items are, which, or what to pick up or what to do, or it's no just idea what like, I was like, man, there are a lot of weapons in this game and there are a lot, like you have, to, you have five weapon slot slots that you can choose from. You have, there's Holy utilities crap. that you want to, you know, carry there's weapons you want to carry uh, so yeah there's that's a bunch that's of just like random thing like i'm just like what what is this jar of fireflies gonna do for me chad <laughs> and he's like oh that item you probably don't need it right now it's more for like destroying builds i'm like okay throw this garbage on the ground <laughs> yeah their their response to the quote-unquote sweats be, being uh great builders was to add fire to builds and it, it only affects wood builds but that's usually what you're primarily like using because trees are so accessible and brick sure. and metal isn't as accessible. Um, so you, it starts to burn the wood and you as the player start taking white damage. It doesn't even do your shield and uh, it'll break your builds down. So hmm. the casuals could, that's, that was their solution. And then their next solution was, Hey, let's just make a no builds mode. Um, the things Seems that like I have, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the thoughts that I have on this are, um, I, I think that it could work like there is a potential for a no build to actually be successful uh but but i think that one the map is just not built for this at all like they there is so much open space everywhere and it's like you got brs like PUBG and stuff like that where there's open space but there are tr like trees to hide behind or like fences that are specific heights to where when you crouch you're actually not visible um None of that was taken into account for this. And it's because, I mean, they, this is a building game first. And so they weren't, mm -hmm. I don't think they were thinking this. But then it's like that one tree that you are hiding behind, guess what? It gets shot maybe, I don't know, <laughs> 20 times. It's dead. Now you have to mm -hmm. run to a tree that is 90 miles away from you on the right, and you have to sprint and, and duck and weave. and You're dead. It's over. So in my opinion, if this is a, a grab towards COD players or Apex players, like the 20th tree that breaks in front of their face that they're hiding behind, they're just going to quit. Like it's, they're not, it's, unless they develop the map or like make the trees indestructible specifically for, um, the no build mode. I don't, I don't think it's going to be all right. I personally, as somebody who enjoys the building, think that the fights are just kind of awkward. Like, if you're at the long-range fight, sure, it just feels like Fortnite, but then you start getting to that close-range fight, and everybody's just jumping around in a circle and, <laughs> that, and like, trying to hit your... T it just feels awkward, and it, it has that, um... As, as somebody who knows how to build, it has that feeling of panic of, I don't have any builds, this fight's about to get weird. And if, if you had builds, you just kind of put a wall up, and then you make that edit, pump, you know, put the wall back up, and you there's, like, more finesse to it, and it's it's more it looks more graceful um even watching streams like anytime people do close quarter combat it's just kind of awkward like even like watching call of duty or apex like the fights aren't as awkward when in close quarter combat as what we're seeing in fortnite right now also they developed the healing system so like taking med packs or 
uh, popping shield with the idea that you can box up. So like throw, you know, walls around you and be safe. And so it takes forever to heal. And it takes even longer when you know you can't box up. Um, also, yeah, I, I do believe that the shooting is, you know, the shooting might feel great for, for the first couple of matches that you play, but I think towards the seventh or eighth or, you know, hundredth time of that one bullet just not hitting because of Bloom, it just, it'll get annoying. And I think people won't, won't gravitate towards this game. The thing that Bloom doesn't, like, Bloom doesn't really matter when it comes to building because you can, like, get towards your opponent. You can cross that ground and make the, the battle beco- become a close quarter combat. And Bloom doesn't matter when you're in their face. Uh, Bloom doesn't matter when you're doing the edit peaks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're actually, and this is the last thing I'll say on this, I think this is actually a genius play on Epic's part. Because if we actually look at it from a marketing standpoint and, and we see them drop this new season, and they drop this season with all three modes. You have the ranked, which is called arena. You have pubs with building, and then you have pubs with no building. They dropped that. Pubs with no building would kind of go under the radar, and nobody would really talk about it. And they would talk about like the tanks that were added to the game, the blimps that were added to the game, um, the new weapons. And that would be kind of the primary focus, because everybody would be focused on the building of Fortnite. That's, that's what it is. And they've done this before in the past, where they dropped... Um, Team Rumble, which is 50v50 team deathmatch kind of thing. And nobody really talked about it. But because they threw it in everybody's face for these nine days, there has been so much controversy on it. There's been so much talk about it. There's been the word of mouth has spread like forest fires. And so once these nine days are over, when they drop that no build mode, I think people will stay in this game and, and there'll be more people flocking to it because of they've heard about this no build mode and they've seen like streamers playing it and, and all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's just, a, I think it's a genius play. Like Epic always does the controversial thing to get the word of mouth out. And I, I think this is, this is one of those things that is really good. It that sounds like, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds smart. It sounds like a, a really good way to make people notice things and make an event out of it rather than just be like, oh, hey, we have a no-bill mode, and then like a couple people play it or something right. like that. that like This seems like drop. a very good way of mm-hmm. being like, wow, that's a cool thing, and like make people realize I mean, it's it got me, and available. It got me to install Fortnite, so that's, that's an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, you're not the only one. There's been a lot of people that I've seen that have just been like, hey, I never played Fortnite because of the building always confused me, and now I'm here, and so like, you're in good yeah. company. Probably won't play any more Fortnite, to be honest. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. If the, if there are the two modes, building and no building, like I could totally see myself jumping over, like probably 90 10, 90% doing the building Fortnite, but then every once in a while jumping on a game here or there on the no build Fortnite and like playing with people who want to play that. You know, Cassie said that she was uh, wanting to play Fortnite, but then and getting asked, and but the building was too hard, or, you know, what do you guys want to play? Like it's. It's in the realm of the game that I'm playing, so it's not something that I don't. It's just one of the, another game mode. Like if you're playing TDM or Capture the Flag, like you would you would jump between the two on Call of Duty or or you know stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and it seems like a way that you can get your friends to join you. You know, like when playing Overwatch, you know, just because you guys were like, oh, I want to play quick play, it's like okay, cool. Like I get to play with my friends. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, mystery heroes. <laughs>
Hundred uh, percent. Also, another up, uh, game update uh, we should talk about, which is Lost Ark's uh, March twenty fourth weekly update. Chad, I did again? not think this through on putting these back to back. Yeah, Lost Ark came out with an update. Um, they're basically just doing weekly updates, it seems, uh, and so they're just trying to catch up to uh, Korea's patch, um, mm-hmm. which I've learned a lot of cool things about their patch over the course of playing this game and, and hearing the community uh, talk about it. One of the things they did, though, is they came out with uh, like an appreciation chest. Um, I feel like I said appreciation like Aaron does. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a chest that basically gives you some honing material, um, which honing is how you get your tier gear, so tier 1, tier 2, tier 3, etc., uh, leveled up. Um, you start with like a 302 item level, which is your tier 1 gear. And then you go to tier two, which is in the 800s, uh, all the way to 1,100. And so that's where you get to the tier three gear and to the 1302s and so on and so forth. But to upgrade that, you use all these different kind of uh, resources to clank them together and boost your level up. Um, I think we discussed this kind of like Destiny style where you're just kind of putting everything together and making your high level go up. Um, so yeah, they gave you a chest to kind of boost you up there. There's some skins. Um, there's like a Makoko pet that you can get now. A Makoko hoverboard. Um, there's costumes with different. There's different variety of animals. So there's like a cow, a rat, a uh, mouse. I guess those are the same. Uh, um, <laughs> chicken. Uh, there's all sorts of animals. And then once you click those, you get into like a choice of the color of those things. So that's pretty cool. There's also a Guardian Raids uh, event. It's a specific Guardian Raid where it's quote unquote more relaxing. I don't know how they're saying that when in Guardian Raids you're usually versing one boss, uh, but you're versing three at once in this, um, but your power level is elevated to the Guardian's level, so you're doing massive damage to them and like stunning them all the time, and uh, it's good time, good time. You're going to get some uh, rewards out of that to where you can, once again, purchase more honing stuff. There's also... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cycle or something. Yeah. yeah, well, it's actually really good because... Uh, you want the honing materials to be more accessible because, uh, or else it's just going to be all the pay-to-win people are going to be way up in the top yeah. tiers and all the free-to-pay yeah. people aren't going to be there. Um, there's a race minigame that happens on every even hour. Uh, this is not the same update. It's already been around. Uh, but you get tokens from winning. You get like 800 for losing and 1,000 for winning. And you can use those tokens to go get, uh, once again, honing materials. So When's my really- Lance Master getting here? That's what I need to know. Yeah, see, that's that's the stuff that we want. It's like the characters and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, those, those yeah, the things. new classes would be sick. Cool. Uh, last but not least, the quarry, super massive right. games. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention the uh, super massive announced uh, spiritual successor to. Uh... Oh shoot, I forgot the name of their old game. Wow. Uh, until dawn. Until dawn, thank you. Uh, uh, PS4 exclusive, I believe that was, but this is going to be on PC as well. Um, they also made uh, like the Man of Medan, Little Hope, those uh, Dark Pictures anthology games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've played a few of those on uh, the channel uh, in a group of five, and they're a lot of fun. We still have what's one that, we have to sorry, do. What's that group called? Sag. S A A C K. Okay, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably do the third one of those, and then this comes out in June, and it's expanding the player count to eight instead of five. So we're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, something like 
I, I am excited for for doing that for content and like just hanging out with a bunch of people basically watching a scary movie, but somebody gets to control the character. I did it, read be a lot of fun. that they are making a version of this. Well, not making a version of this. They are putting the settings in so that you can just basically turn this into a movie, period. Mm. Like, right, I did like see that. almost no controls at all. It's just... There's like a the watch it. Continue. Yeah. A watch it mode. Yeah. Which seems really cool. I mean, that... Like, the games play out with a lot of cutscenes anyway, so it's not like... You know, it's not like super interactive, I guess. You get like would... a little bit... You get some big decision making. There, There's usually a point where you could have made a decision to not die. Yeah. So that, there's probably going to be a bunch of that. Also, I think the setting in this one's going to be really cool. It's a classic throwback uh, camp counselor type oh. deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks good. Looks good. Um, it's got David Arquette in it. Like they're, they're doing the thing where they get like major uh, celebrities to to do the voice and faces of things. Uh, Brenda Song's in it. Uh, Justice Smith. Who's the the guy that plays the guy in Detective Pikachu? The guy who plays the guy. Yeah, yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it looks pretty nice. sick. That's, that's yeah, I'm right. excited. It's, <laughs> it's, it looks yeah. really cool. It it will only be good for me if like the initial cutscene has like a campfire with a bunch of camp counselors sitting around it, and then there's some <laughs> scary music, and one of them's face is just like super elongated with a big ah, after someone dies. Only way I'm gonna play it probably. I don't know why. Thirteenth of the game reference. (laughs) So if somebody had to describe Aaron's face for our audio only, (laughs) what what words would you use? It's like a, it's like that painting the scream. Mm. That's good. Wow. Mm. Okay. I thought thought that was gonna be a stomper. Done. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, jumping out of news into just one quick board game thing, um, Frosthaven. Alex and I were talking recently about Frosthaven. They had a recent uh, published announcement on their Kickstarter campaign about the MSRP of the game for all non-backers. Uh-oh. And I, I just think this is interesting oh. only because he officially announced that the MSRP is going to be $250. Oh, that hurts me. Which is a lot bigger than the 160 that they communicated during the campaign. And it's a lot more. The yeah. one thing he talks about, which I find most interesting about this, I mean, everybody's prices are going up just because, I mean, supply chain is just a problem globally. Um, yeah. But he and he does talk a little bit about that. But I went through and read the whole thing, and he's also talking about though that they've expanded content so much since they launched the campaign. He said that the game is supposed to have thirty-five percent more cards, twenty-five percent more map tiles, twenty-five percent more monsters, twice as much storage, forty percent more scenarios. And a much larger rule book. Which is just nuts. Over what was like yeah. anticipated at the beginning of the Kickstarter. C- correct. Wow. Correct. Yeah. How does how does the beginning of the Kickstarter compare to Gloomhaven content? Was it similar in size originally? Um, it looks similar in size. I don't know. I I couldn't really tell based on the, the description of it. I I, I get the imagine I get the sense that it's like, right around the same realm. Which I'd imagine their goal me, would be to do something similar, if not more, than the first game. Right, yeah, yeah. and you you think about the amount of time we put into Gloomhaven, and mm. now Frosthaven is forty percent greater than that. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's, that's a lot that's of a big content, time investment. Boys. Yeah, it's all right. We'll play it. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Forgotten Circles and Jaws of the Lion. That's true. We do need to do that as well. <laughs> Jaws of the Lion is so good. Two things in film world. First, The Handmaiden. Owen, tell us about 
the number 250 movie on IMDb's <laughs> top 250 movie list that we haven't, nobody else has watched yet. I didn't realize we'd finally like made, set the rule for every time we were going to be watching this movie every two weeks. Is that, hey. is, is this happening? Is this real deal? I walked away when this conversation we, started. We like, had this conversation, and I decided to take it up and actually watch some of the 250. And I meant to watch more than just one one movie, right. uh, but I but, but I did watch the one, the softcore um, porn one. It is straight up softcore porn. Not even softcore. I think it is softcore. Yeah, yeah, it's it not. Is... It's hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make your corn hard. Uh, <laughs> like it's it, pop all right. uh, it is it is it is a lot um and it's a bit, like they do it on purpose and i find it so interesting uh because of the fact that the way that they tell the story and the things that they just oppose it with is like there's a lot of kind of uh questionable sexual acts and things that are going on in the movie and you're like oh this is kind of uh and i don't want to see like this kind of uh uh, thing happening and like that is like you know these people are being kind of tortured and beat up like naked and then having that just opposed with the girls naked just opposed i i wasn't like, gonna say anything Aaron. <laughs> I, I mean sorry just the way you said it i know what you were saying it just like it came yeah. out like just opposed it's, like it's a small very process. interesting to like make you feel uncomfortable while watching it but you're yeah. like wait society tells me that this is hot and i should be enjoying it but i don't and this is odd and what is going on and this is like it did a very good job of kind of using elements of the movie to make you feel specific ways in scenes and not just having you feel those ways because of the plot or the you know like not just because of the story but just the cinematically making you feel it as well uh and i thought that was really cool um but you still watched it for the plot I, I I didn't know that there was gonna be naked people in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I <laughs> just wanted to watch first. Interesting, interesting. I, it, it, and then you didn't watch 50. any other ones. That's true. That's a good point, Jake. Fishy, real fishy. Yeah. Well, the How next many times the did you watch the Handmaid? Like actually, I wanted to find some time that I would watch the Help in a good headspace because I don't think that that's a very happy movie either. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you're gonna be. Uh, Probably surprised at the number of movies that are in the top 250 that are not happy, happy endings. Movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking about That's that a little true. bit after watching this one. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to be really sad watching most of mm. this. You know, yeah. it, it was funny. I was having a conversation with my neighbor the other day about this whole thing about watching the IMDb's top 250 movies. And he's like t- telling me that like from his perspective, living and growing up in Italy, all American movies just end happy and all <laughs> Italian movies end sad. Um, like it is a it is a thing they're just so like it's just the way we portray film in the united states versus other countries it's just because everybody in italy is happy (laughs) and everybody in america is miserable (laughs) (laughs) so they so they have to swap it in their storytelling (laughs) that that makes sense that makes sense that's why Total you sense. love miserable uh, TV shows, Aaron. I, mm-hmm. I am very happy, and I do love miserable TV shows, and I don't really like comedies. Breaking it's Bad very... like one of your tops. It is I'm, one of my I'm tops. I'm very happy, and I love me some comedies. Doesn't, he doesn't 
He doesn't like any comedies except for all I didn't the comedies say any. that he loves. I didn't say any. I, I, just don't watch I don't like comedies. But I watched <laughs> a bunch of comedies. <laughs> I'm walking away. Uh, 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 somebody's typing something in here. What? Huh? What? Huh? Oh, <laughs> I forgot to mention this back when we were talking about Elden Ring, but there oh, are <laughs> there are already rumors. Oh. About an Elden TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. But but also just like I Elden think, D- DLC as well. I, I don't and know like, that they Miyazaki have has said like he wants it to expand beyond the game, right? Right. Yeah. How how great would it be to you know have a TV show telling the story of your game that people have been like looking forward to for just several years and then not even having anything in game to coincide with that TV show launch that happened today. Like I just, I don't about? understand. Halo. Yeah. It's Halo. Halo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it boggles my mind that like literally all of the Halo, like, uh, uh, the, what is it like Halo well, Waypoint Halo, like the Halo Infinity game like basically everything is trying to ignore the fact that this fucking like TV show exists and well, they made it and I'm like why is it because that, is it gonna because, be that bad no they wanted something that was just opposed to all of the other content <laughs> that was opposed. created for <laughs> Halo <laughs> sorry I had to I had to, I had to bring it back God, uh, so uh, well, while we've been diverted back to Elden Ring, I actually had one other thing. Gosh, rape. So, in two and a half weeks, Elden Ring has sold 12 million copies. Their other most recent game, Dark Souls 3, hit 10 million over the course of four years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's all good. comparisons to Breath of the Wild. So yeah. Somebody yeah, said Breath of the Wild, everybody's like, Bleh. There are yeah. an incredible amount of people that I know that uh, they'll be like playing Elden Ring and they're starting for the first time and they're asking questions and I'm like, "Have you ever played a Souls game?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. buckle yeah. up. <laughs> get buckled." And they're like, get "I keep fighting. <laughs> I keep fighting this guy on a horse and he hit, one hits me and I don't know what to do." Well, I mean, go around him. Literally, right this second, Elden Ring is the most played game on Steam right now. Can you compare oh, Elden Ring's like still has to New current, World? Uh, I mean, probably I mean, New World is the third most played game on Steam right now. Oh, CS really? goes in between. Wow, New World, go New World. Or not, New, not New World. Sorry, okay. Lost Ark. Okay. I was, okay. that makes I was very more surprised for a that second. Is, <laughs> that is a lot more sense. New World is a. Uh, is down at 31 actually 20,000 people playing go it. look up what update they just dropped. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're still at right now four. Dota is at number four. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Makes 180 k. Yeah. That's low. That's very low. Where's Everybody's that? Where's playing Elden Ring right now. Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Wow. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, wow. Artifact. Classic. That game just ended. 19 like... current players. 19. That's double digits, baby. Let's that go. Is. It's coming back. <laughs> uh, last but not least, in film things, we should uh, briefly touch on the Batman. Yeah, did we did we talk about this last week? I couldn't remember. Owen Chad briefly did. mentioned it. Chad, oh, Chad mentioned it. Oh, Chad, it. Chad, Chad, mentioned right. Chad did. Okay, I only I only just saw it last weekend. It's a it's a real good movie. It uh it kind of I want it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. I guess is what I'll say. It really feels like a detective movie. Like it's a real like noir. Okay. They really okay. lean into him being the world's greatest detective. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it really, really good. It's really freaking good, y'all. 
Like, check that bad boy out. It's long. Yeah, three yeah, hours, three right? Hours. Yeah, it, um, I didn't think it would bug me. Like, it's good end to end, but by the end, I was like, let's, let's wrap <laughs> there, it up. Like, maybe there were we definitely just... a few parts where it's like, all right, we're over. It's yeah. like, let's clap. And then it's like, never mind. There's more to this. What is going on? There's definitely on? a part where you're like, okay, we did it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to stretch a little bit. And it's like, Oh, you thought that was my master you plan? Thought. It's like, oh my god. Wait, we're still going? Not even in my final form. Uh, I mean, exactly, though. Um, but yeah, Robert Pattinson. Great job. Nails it. Yeah, he does nice. awesome. God, I love he's so good. Oh, good Bruce good Wayne is like an emo kid, which <laughs> I don't know if it's Makes good, a lot but of it, sense. Did, it did make me happy every time it happened. He's got like this fringy haircut. He did and tragically he's got, like, lose his parents. Did you hear about that? Like 15 years ago. So I need to touch on this because there there has been a ton of people and a ton of social buzz um, about this. It's not really spoiler, but uh, Jake just kind of hit on it where Bruce Wayne, first of all, Bruce Wayne doesn't really come out a lot. Um, yeah. You don't really see like like in uh, the Dark Knight and stuff like that how he was at parties and like he was mm. honestly, if you look at it, unrealistically living both lives. Um, and yeah. like, how did he have all the time and how was he awake all the time? Uh, but in this movie, it actually shows like he's bruised and battered when he comes back. Like he's you know tired. Uh, he looks like shit. Yeah, there's a point where um, Alfred actually gives him sunglasses in the daytime because he's like not used to sunlight because he's mm-hmm. literally the Batman and that's it right now. And so honestly, what what it kind of starts out as is this um is is he's a man that's trying to figure out how best to save his t- city, and he's trying to figure out the whole Batman thing. And he's he is very intelligent and detective. Uh, and so when you see him as Bruce Wayne, he doesn't really want that's just a sh- like his mask, like that's his mask. Batman's actually mm-hmm. him. So um, I think a lot of people miss that when they watch this. And they did look at the emo kind of brooding, like he doesn't actually want to be Bruce Wayne kind of thing as something that was bad. But honestly, it was pretty good storytelling because he lost his family and he's trying to figure out like how to he's like this whole thing is vengeance kind of thing. Um, And there's like I won't go too much into that, but yeah, definitely, definitely look at that. It feels like it's got when you're watching it. Feels like it's got some of that uh, John Wick, Jack Reacher, like, like always beat up, always like. Oh sure. You know what I mean? Haggard. It doesn't actually go perfectly all the time. Right. 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 Which I really like that. And like, I believe that if they make another movie, which of course there's probably going to be a trilogy on this, um, because of the success that it's had, but I think he'll be more Bruce Wayne in in the next one, Mm -hmm. um, and. Probably see that Dark Knight vibe, where it's like he's actually going out and being like that person, and then also being Batman. No. You get yeah. a good Hush movie out of that, huh? Oh my god! Oh. Hush would be. I mean, I think they teased that question mark. Oh, did they? I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't think that's spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I watched well, the movie. And it wasn't like way. it wasn't like in there. It wasn't like. Whatever Hush's real name is shows up and is like, I'm gonna be in the next movie. <laughs> it was just like a rumor I saw online. Hmm. Uh, speaking of the villain, though, I want to give a shout out. The guy who plays the Riddler fucking crushes it. Honestly, like, yeah. honestly, like, steals every scene he's in. I thought he did such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Like, is the it Riddler's Jim Carrey such... again. Yeah, it's Jim Carrey again. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I, I honestly don't know his name. And, like, 
if you've seen the trailers, it's pretty obvious. You're not going to see his face for most of the movie. But he just, he does, oh my god, I think he just does such a good job. Because the Riddler, I feel like, is such an inherently goofy villain. Right. That doing a serious version would be hard, but just knocks it out of the park. I I felt it kind of jarring at first that it wasn't a goofy Riddler. And then after, like, it got into it, I'm like, oh, this, I I like this. Like, this is actually pretty good. It's more of like a, like a serial killer kind of vibes. Right. It's, uh, it just, it just really worked for me. I thought it was amazing. I mean, um, everyone does a good job, though. Great movie. I, I wanted to bring up just real quick, briefly, Janae and I went and watched Death on the Nile, which, by the way, is a movie that started principal photography back in September of 2019. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a minute since they started filming that movie. <laughs> um, if you liked Murder on the Orient Express, movie's right up that alley. It's, it's fun. It's simple. It's accessible. Uh, Johnny Depp in it? Totally. Yeah, 100%. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah, to hear totally. that. Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, sad. Too different soon. than the book, too, which is weird, but also really? cool. Yeah. Do they change who done it? Is that spoilers? I don't know. I'm asking anyways. Uh, you can just no, not cams they, if you don't want to do it. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just change some of the story. Janae was telling me some of the difference between what she read and what was in the actual movie, and it's like maybe some good changes. I don't know. I'll have to read it, like figure out a little bit more on like like how dynamically different that is for the ending. But she said she really liked it in okay. person the book. Because it's a it's one of my favorite like mystery. I guess I technically haven't read the book, but I watched. Growing up, I saw a lot of these like movies of the Poirot series, and I always mm-hmm. really liked Death on the Nile. That was like yep. one of my faves. Have you seen Murder on the Orient Express? I actually haven't. I have it's... read the book though. They're fun. They're just like they're not complicated movies. You can kind of just chill and watch yeah, them. They're sure. they're I mean, really I, visually cool. I love I love a good mystery. Yeah, Knives Out is like, like a weird Batman. twist on those, right? I guess pretty similar in general, though. Ah, uh, no, Feel? no. I okay. mean, I it definitely has the Hercule Poirot, like however you say his name, because it's super hard to pronounce. I, I can never yeah. say it right. Well, but it has that feel. Belgian. Yeah, from the detective, but definitely a different feel to the movie, like overall. Okay. A lot darker, I feel like. A lot darker. Yeah. Last but not least, let's wrap up with a quick stuff item here. I'm I'm just going to let Alex talk about Maddie, and I, we have the same exact opinion mm. on this, guaranteed, <laughs> but Alex? That was a horrible experience. Uh, there were some freaking fat clouds coming out. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very much weed smell in that theater. Who um, or what is Maddie in? Madian is a musical performer. Uh, oh, I see. He does. EDM, he does like EDM-y know. type stuff. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, you might have heard one of his songs before. There's a couple that were like kind of widespread and in in like some PlayStation stuff at some point. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Shelter um, that he did with Porter Robinson. Oh yeah, and like, that one, which is like the anime, like the short film anime music video that you might have seen that. Um, but yeah, it, he is just one dude, and he's up there performing his his music. How much of what he's doing is actually live? Questionable. I'm always <laughs> I'm always I'm always questioning these types of performances because like it's it's like electronic music. Like, are you you're not like playing all that live? Like, it's mostly recorded already. I don't know, but it was the best like visual like light show I've ever seen. It was. An insane production, just 
wild so many lights he had an entire huge wall of like leds behind him that was just playing like visual uh stuff to go along to the music and it would be like incorporated into like like his yeah his his beats and everything would would match up perfectly with all the the visuals and then like they would on? use mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> not all the time Beats headphones. He, he was talking about Beats, the, the brand. <laughs> the headphones, yes. Uh, it, a lot Beats of times, he was up. just a silhouette against the background of the LED wall, and they would use that like artistically in the scene. Like he would be part of the scene. Uh, there were times that like more versions of him would show up on the screen or something like that, or like he'd be like in the encore, he got up on a platform that went high up in the air, and then he was like on top of like a mountain. Uh, and it was just all so spectacular. You're telling me I could have probably found some Molly at this concert. I mean, uh, it's not like Coke. every EDM show I've ever been to, dude. Yeah, it was crazy cool. I, it was. Incredible. I was blown can, away, honestly. You can tell how cool it is because in Alex's recordings of parts of the concert, I, you can kind of hear me to the side, and I'm just not going, kinda. "Oh man." <laughs> did Aaron ever get grinded up on? No, no. I feel like not like you. Thing. No. Not like me. <laughs> that one. That one. Uh, Bro, that that where were we? convention concert. Oh, it was Liddy, an anime and I was stuck mm. between a wheelchair and a dude that wanted to grind on me, and I was like, "Yo, we gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> uh there's. I think an entire. Like somebody recorded the entire concert, right, Alex? Yeah, so like it's a it's the same performance that he's like touring with, and there is a version of it I found up on YouTube that's like a semi professional recording. It's oh, it nice. the the video quality is not great, but the audio quality is there, and also this is like a unique mix of all of his songs, and so it's actually like super cool to just listen to like the whole like a little bit over an hour, just like mix. Oh, dude, it was so good. It was so much fun. I loved it. I've I've loved listened it. to it like four or five times since we've been to the concert now. <laughs> and that was just like an off the cuff, like, hey, we should just buy Maddie and tickets. I don't right? know who's going to be in town. Guessing everybody was six feet apart wearing masks. <laughs> totally. 100%. On the horse. <laughs> I saw after the fact that the venue listed masks are encouraged. And I was like, ah, ain't nobody. There was one guy next to me wearing a mask. There was like nobody wearing masks in there. It's a different feel than when we were in Chicago at the concert. Yeah. I mean, honestly, sure. I'm surprised that nobody was wearing that razor LED oh, mask. Yeah. Um, that perfect. That yeah. was actually a perfect accessory to take to an EDM concert. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, you blend right the fuck in. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, taking it back. Hey, Owen, can you tell us when you get one of those so you can review it for us? I will never <laughs> buy one of those. Oh, Owen, you got to do it for the you got to do it for the podcast, Owen, for the listeners. <laughs> it's important. Mm-hmm. You can write it off. Yeah, hundred percent. Just send me the receipt. Okay. And I'll say, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I'll say, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, totally, totally. Thanks. And I will throw it in the trash for you. All right, well, join us, join us in two weeks when Owen reviews <laughs> this very oh, no. important EDM mask while listening to Maddian on YouTube. It'll be perfect. Gotta get like some of the headbangs in there a little bit. See if it, yes. see if it fits a- secure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, peeps. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,
This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m., and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.